0: And welcome back to Afterbird After Hours. It is hot outside.
1: Yes, and I'm in a jacket.
0: Yeah, I yeah, but it's kinda of chilly in here. I
1: get cold in places.
0: Yeah. It's kinda of chilly in here, so that's you get the exception.
1: Yeah. I need it.
0: Have you had a good morning?
1: No. <laughs> it's it's been an eventful morning.
0: Well, you look good, even though, you know Thanks. Like like nobody could tell.
1: I had lots of extra time this morning and but then my dogs were a hot mess, so then that ruined that. So So
0: everything's just off. Yes. Okay.
1: What well, five thirty in the morning, your apartment building's fire alarm goes off and it's on for an hour and a half. It's great.
0: Did your boyfriend trip it?
1: No. We thought it was our ours. So yeah. I'm like panicking. I'm like, Turn it off before we wake everybody up. And then it's not working. And then it's coming from, I guess, each like apartment. Halls or something? Yes. But each apartment has, like, one, like, system thing that it comes from the whole building. Uh. Like an alarm. So I opened the door and I'm like, what the heck's going on? And people are taking their pets and evacuating and getting in their cars. And I'm like, holy moly.
0: Like, did they tell you to leave?
1: No. People were just leaving.
0: Okay. So you just followed everybody else.
1: Yes. Okay. And then the fire truck showed up. <laughs> And then they didn't even turn it off and they just left. And yeah, it was great. I guess I could see how... I turned it
0: off. I guess I could see how like, you know, fire alarms going off. You see people leaving and you're like, maybe we should leave too.
1: Well, I wasn't going to leave. Okay. And then...
0: So you're going to be the rebel.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't see
0: fire. Right. (laughs) That's true.
1: But then everybody else was leaving and I was like, I should probably get out of here. What if it's like a gas thing or something? You don't know. That's true. I had to leave my cat behind, though.
0: If there was one thing to leave behind, it would be the cat.
1: Well, I don't have a cat carrier anymore, so she had to stay.
0: Or you could have just, like, set her to the wild. She would die. Open the door. Well, you know, she would have died in the fire, too. Yeah. She might have had a better chance in the wild, though.
1: Well, the good news was there was no fire. She's still around. Yeah. Unfortunately...
0: Uh, okay. So we're going to dive in because this is a lot to unpack. This is actually going to be a two, possibly three-parter. So buckle up, everybody. It's about to get, it's about to get heavy. Uh, we're going to talk about my seven cornerstones to success just over the years, just things that I've implemented in my life that uh, we actually taught the team uh, this past week. Uh, we had some meetings with our entire um, front desk team managers we talked uh this is kind of one of the slides that i reviewed so i wanted to i wanted to go over here because i think it applies to life it applies to fitness it applies to a lot of different things and so that's what we want to unpack so we're going to unpack the first three on this episode and then we'll unpack another three and maybe a bonus one because there's seven total so
1: i'm here for it
0: you ready to dive in i'm ready this was the first time you heard these right Yes. But you you kind of heard them. A couple days ago. You kind of heard them individually, some of them, but like not as a a package deal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All very useful. So the first one is do hard things.
1: We've talked about this before.
0: Do hard things. (laughs) In your life, how have hard things been beneficial?
1: I think hard things kind of shape you Mm -hmm. to who you are. Yeah. And as you do hard things, those hard things like we talk about, they get easier. Yep. And then they're not as challenging anymore. And then the next hard thing that comes up, you maybe you have kind of like a, a game plan or how to handle your emotions or what to expect with yourself and your own reaction. Prepare. And you can prepare to maybe not conquer it fully, but at least take it in a better stride.
0: Yeah. So by, by doing hard things, I also feel like It creates, so I think a lot of times people have outward confidence Mm -hmm. and they wear, they wear that while on the inside there's insecurity because they haven't been through the hard things, but they think they're ready for them. Where I think by doing the hard thing builds the inward security and inward confidence to then have the confidence outward. It's like a lot of times people will want the promotion, right? Mm. And outwardly, you might be like, "Yeah, they seem prepared, they seem ready, they're confident." But on the inside, I start giving you tasks, responsibilities, and 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 then your insecurity starts to qu- you start to question because your insecurity is like, "Are you actually? Can you actually do this?" And you're like, "Not really." Yeah. And then it's like, "But you don't want to tell anybody because the whole like the whole perception is if I tell them I'm not I can't do it, then I'll get fired, which is never the thing."
1: No, you, it's, you feel like you might be in over your head. Yeah,
0: but they, but you don't tell anybody because you don't want them to know because you don't want them to think that you can't handle it, which is never a thing. Just tell me and we'll make sure that we give you the tools and resources to do the thing. But that inward insecurity creeps up and then your confidence, you can't let down. So you continue to build this fake confidence. And the reason you have that fake confidence is because you never did the hard thing to build up the inside security of knowing I can't handle this. I have the capacity for this. So by doing the hard things, you not only build outward confidence, but you build inward security.
1: Do you know what the, the technical term for that in exercise psychology is? What's that? Self-efficacy.
0: That We've talked about that a lot, yes. too.
1: You cannot have self-efficacy if you don't do those things. Mm-hmm. You don't have any confidence mm-hmm. that you know you are capable.
0: Yeah. So, the hard things. Man, I love hard things. And, and One of the few. The... <laughs> it's just one of those things that when I if I do hard things regularly, I know that I can pretty much handle anything. Yep. And like this year was the year of hard things for me. Mm. So I'm currently ten days out.
1: I was gonna ask you, how's ten
0: how's days the brain? out? How's it
1: functioning? I,
0: we'll go find out. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a little rocky the last couple of days. But so we're, close though, but we're ten days out. But then once I finish the show, I am going to go immediately into marathon prep.
1: Very exciting.
0: So, and I've never done one, but I figured, what's the hardest thing in our in in like the fitness industry, right? What are what are things that ninety nine percent of people won't ever do? A a comp- bodybuilding competition and a marathon, and they're on the extreme ends of the spectrum. Mm. So that was my thing was like, how far extreme can I get by doing super hard things? And so the first hard thing is 10 days away. And uh, yeah, super ready. But it's not been easy. It's been hard, especially at 38. It's way different than when I was 22. Mm -hmm. The last time I stepped on stage was 2006. Wow! Just for clarity, it's 2023. And uh, it's a lot different. My body's different. It feels different.
1: Environments are very different now.
0: Yeah. A lot of things are different, which was cool because it presented a new hard challenge. And so yeah, it, it's it's hard in itself, but then stack on my my life to that. And it's like, cool. This was a this was an extra hard thing I didn't anticipate. Um, so anyways, that's the hard things. So do hard things, stack hard things. I think hard things are great. I think hard things, like you said, mold you. I think they
1: harden you for they, lack of
0: a sense. they do <laughs> they do you you create calluses and then when that next hard thing comes along yep. you're prepared or it doesn't feel so crushing
1: yes it almost like gives you like a little bit of armor yeah I feel like yep to you can take harder hits
0: correct yep
1: like um um oh my gosh brain fart like when you have like boxers and stuff. Mm-hmm like and i don't know much about sports but isn't there part of their training where they have to learn how to take like really hard hits
0: yeah i mean to their
1: like um stomach and whatnot
0: yeah if you don't know how to take the hit to the stomach like how to race yourself yeah f- then you're going to get
1: impact you're
0: going to get really injured yes yeah so
1: that that just made me think of that
0: but you can't I don't s- hope that's true you can't start off with mike tyson hitting you in the stomach you got to start off with like you know bobby joe
1: so normal guy. just
0: <laughs> you know, but like, but then you have to continue to, to increase the intensity of the hard thing. Mm. Like Everest, the first time you do it, it's super hard, Oh gosh! but then the next time you do it, it will still be hard. If you replicate what you did the last time, it will be as hard as it was the first time. However, if you increase your intensity a little bit, it gets harder. Yep. So it's also about increasing the intensity of hard things. Because you could do hard things regularly and they're going to be just as hard as you make them if you never increase the intensity. And eventually over time, they get easy. So you have to keep it in this kind of like spectrum of of being hard. So, okay. Number two. Here's the brain. That's why I wrote it down. And they're, and they're my things. Take action instead of waiting for orders.
1: I feel like a lot of people struggle with this. Mm-hmm. Taking initiative. Yes. And or and or even in just in general, like doing things like without right. overthinking it or wondering, like, oh, am I gonna do something wrong? Or right. am I overstepping, or is that not my job? The whole my job thing. Mm-hmm. Like responsibilities.
0: Just assume it's your job until you're told to stop doing it. Yes. Yeah.
1: Because no one's going to hate you or be mad at you for doing more than you're told.
0: Yeah. You're asked for. Right. Take, Take action. Like, if you're starting a business, if you don't take action to grow your business, then you go out of business. Don't just open your doors and assume, wait for orders to come in. That's like putting a store up and waiting for somebody to come buy something from you. No, you have to take action. You have to go build it. Yeah. It's not their responsibility to build your business. It's your responsibility to build your business.
1: It's like there's a new job opportunity in like the company that you're in, mm-hmm. and you wait for them to come find you.
0: Right. I hate that.
1: Like, If you want it, you got to go for it,
0: baby. And, and here's the thing. Even if you don't think you're ready, go for it.
1: Throw your name out there.
0: What's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is they're like, hey, you know what? I don't think you're ready yet. Here's why. But here's the three things that I would like you to work on. Over the next X period of time, come back and see me. And oh, by the way, because you've showed interest, I'll invest in you. Mm -hmm. And I have no problem investing in people that show interest. Because now, once once I know you're interested and you take action, now you're committed. You're committed to the process of growing. And now you're, next time the job opens or the next thing, or even if it's not with the same company, another company job opens, good news. If you're an employer and you're listening to this and you're growing somebody and and another job opens somewhere else and you don't let them go, you're selfish. Shame on you. You should be happy that they were under your leadership and got to a point where they felt confident to go take the other job and you're passing on a good employee to somebody else. That's what should happen. Don't an opportunity be, is an opportunity. Yeah. Don't be selfish by being like, well, I put the time in. No, because guess what? If if you didn't put time in, somebody else would have, especially for somebody who's hungry. Mm-hmm. So let them go. Let them go.
1: Because those are, those are really hard people to find.
0: Yeah. Let let them go or find some way to elevate them in your company, mm-hmm. even if you don't have a position. Now, I'm not a fan of creating positions that aren't necessary. And you know, I talk about positions like organs in the body. Mm-hmm. There are vital organs, and then those organs like, eh, pancreas. Let's
1: provide some sort of value. Like, pancreas is important. Appendix is not.
0: Your appendix is not. Your no, gallbladder. It's not
1: organ. Eh,
0: it's, yeah, I would consider it your gallbladder. Not important. Like, you don't have to have one. Correct. Kidneys, you need at least one. Mm-hmm. But it's really good if you have two. Yes. Your liver, super important. Mm-hmm. So, your heart, the, the most important, right? But- Positions in a company or organization are like organs in the body. Some are vital. Sometimes people create positions for people. And if that person leaves, I can't fill that role because that person was that position. Right. So just be careful if you do have somebody like that and you don't have something ready for them, that you don't just create a a willy-nilly position just to elevate them, but you get them some sort of elevation. If you can't, let them go. And know that you were the one that helped them get the springboard to the next job. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're if you're a team member, employees, and we're listening to this, take action. Don't wait for orders, because sometimes the order never comes. It's like you open your business and you open a I don't know. We're going to say a, a a toy store. Mm-hmm. Orders may never come.
1: Yeah,
0: ne- you may never have anybody walk in your door and be like, "Hey, I want to buy that Matchbox car," until you go outside. Start shaking hands, kissing babies, doing the promotion, doing the things, and then bringing people into your business. Yep. And if you're an employee, don't wait for somebody to ask you to get promoted. You should be the one doing the asking and finding out where you need to grow. So take action. Do it now. Number three, we've talked about this with actually Nate Checkett from uh, CEO of Roan. Shut up your inner critic.
1: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> we all have them, as we've previously discussed.
0: Oh, absolutely. And
1: that is the one person who will hold you back the most.
0: It's, we talked about it in the last episode, elevator sabotage. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you hold you back. You, the little you, the one that talks into your ear, tells you lies, gives you excuses. Like, that's the one that holds you back.
1: You put yourself in this like little box and you think that you'll never, you, you always tell yourself, oh, I, I can never do those things. I'm not right. capable of doing those things. Right. And, you know, we talk about self. So. doubt. it's all a mindset. It's where you mentally put yourself. If you can, if you tell yourself, yes, I can do these things. And we've talked about this numerous times. Yep. If you can shift your brain into that position, there is absolutely zero reason to not be successful.
0: Yep. Now, I'm going to say something that may be controversial, but as a man of faith, I believe if you're breathing, walking, living, there is still a purpose for you here on earth. That God's given you a purpose to do something if you are still here. If you don't find out what that purpose is, then that's why you struggle. Mm -hmm. because like oh well I'm worthless or I don't have I don't have any direction you just haven't you you haven't asked the right person for the direction Mm -hmm. or the or what you should be doing but I can guarantee you 100% if you're still living breathing walking that there is still purpose for you here on this earth in this lifetime and life is short find your purpose and you have to shut up the inner critic to do that because sometimes you're trying to tell yourself what your purpose is and it's not actually what your purpose is Mm -hmm. because you're like oh I want to be this it's like I want to be an actor, dude. Really? Yep. An actor?
1: We've all been there. I've been there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe that is your purpose. Chances are probably not though.
1: Yeah. But going back to the take action part, uh-huh. if that's really your purpose,
0: mm-hmm. you do, do a
1: heck of a lot of work to get there. It's the same thing with anything else in life. Yeah. But if you have inner critics and insecurities. Yep. Like, oh, this, a dream is just, it's just a dream Mm -hmm. unless you do something about it.
0: I love, I'm reading a book right now um, by Admiral William McRaven. It's not Make Your Bed that he wrote that book too. This is called Bullfrog, Be the Bullfrog, something like that. And uh, because, you know, they call seal frogmen. Maybe didn't know that. It's like their nickname, frogmen. And he's been like, I think he's like a, a seal for like 35 years. So he's like a bullfrog or whatever. One of the chapters was hope is not a strategy. No. And I love that because there's a lot of people who are like, quote unquote, optimists. Oh, I'm just an optimist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think also optimism leads to denial or delusion. I'm sorry, delusion. Yeah. It's like, I hope it's going to get better. It won't if you don't do anything and take action. It's like, I hope my marriage gets better it won't if you don't take action to make it better. Mm-hmm. If you're here's the thing. I was talking to somebody this morning, somebody very close to me, and they're talking about their job. Oh, my boss is a slave driver and I only make this much money. I said, "Well, let me give you some advice I'd tell our team members at some point in your career. And if you're listening to this, you've experienced it. Number 1, you're always going to have somebody in your job you don't like. Number two, there's always going to be something that you don't like doing in your job. Number three, there's going to be something that you fe- you don't feel like you're capable or competent to do. Mm-hmm. Next, number four, there's going to be something that you feel that you're being undervalued. At some point in your life of your job, whether it's one weekend, one month in, one year in, two years in, you're going to have those emotions. The question is, is what I asked this person, is do the number of days that you enjoy your job outweigh the number of days that you have those emotions and thoughts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if they do, you're in the right spot because you're always going to have those emotions and spots at some point. But if the number of days that you feel those other thoughts outweigh the amount of days that you have joy, then leave.
1: I think it's important to have self-reflection,
0: mm-hmm.
1: in, in even in a, a job or a relationship or whatever that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Reflecting and second-guessing... Is totally normal. Correct. But hating on yourself.
0: That's your inner critic. Hating
1: yourself back. That's the part. That's the problem.
0: That's the inner critic. Yes. And also the inner critic could be the one telling you like, oh, hey, you're being undervalued here. You're being underpaid here. Okay. Maybe. But what's market value?
1: Yeah, do some research.
0: Yeah. What's market value? Like, Like this person told me how much they make and they live in Florida. And so I Googled like average salaries in the United States. I was like, here's the good news. Do you want some good news this morning? You're the top 16% of earners in the entire United States of America. The top 16% make between this and this and you fall in that category. So not top 25%, you're the top 16%. So maybe do some research and figure out where you are because I talked about this the other day in our meeting is don't outvalue yourself. And your inner critic will tell you that because you have... Maybe some personal desires, but it's like, have you put in the time? And this is what I told him. And I told our team this, force me to pay you more. Do the thing that I'm like, I can't lose this person mm-hmm. because they're so good. And they're so amazing at what they do that I have to find a way out to pay them more. Mm-hmm. Force them. Now, what's that come with? That comes with getting out of your own way. Spending the time, doing the extra hours, putting in the extra work when no one's watching, reading the books, doing the things, taking extra courses, whatever it means, mm-hmm. getting so good at your job that it's unreasonable to be bad at it.
1: Yes. What's the word that Kate uses? In, in a. Inimitable. Inimitable. Uh huh. Be so unique. Mm-hmm. You're, you know.
0: Are we placeable? Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. But the inner critic is going to tell you, like her book, Superpower is be ordinary because, you know, Don't just, out. yeah, blend in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like, where's Waldo? You know, where's Waldo? You know, I'm talking about the, the white and red striped shirt. Yep. Okay. That book was designed that he would stand out, but thrown into the mix of everything in there and like maybe some things that kind of threw you off because there was like a a stripe that was blue and white and mm-hmm. whatever. But at the end of the day, he stood out because he was unique, but you knew what you were looking for. Don't be the one in the book setting that I just scan past because you're not unique or you're not what I'm looking for. Be the thing I'm looking for, you know? Um, And and I think a lot of times your inner critic is like, just blend in. Yeah. You know what? Sit in the back. When I first started playing ball, I would stand in the back until my dad was like, if you keep standing in the back, you're going to keep standing in the back during games. Mm -hmm. You got to stand right next to the coach. Yep. So like when the person they're looking for isn't there, they grab you and throw you in. And he's like, "Also get bigger." I was like, "Okay, well." <laughs> <laughs> then more meat. then I got I started I guess to go <laughs> to the gym. But, you know, standing out, the, the inner critic was like, "No, just blend in. You know, you're here with your buddies." Yep. No, nah, man. Like screw my buddies. Let them let them play freaking Tiddlywinks on the bench while I'm in the game. You know, I'm not going to be the guy sitting on the bench while I'm in the game. I don't want the white jersey at the end of the game. I want to walk off the field of my cheerleader girlfriend with the dirty Jersey, with the freaking, you know, with, blood. with the W, you in know? Yeah, exactly. Like movies. <laughs> yeah and I don't want to be the guy that gets thrown into the game that doesn't know what he's doing because I didn't pay attention because they're like, just blend in. But that's the inner critic blend in. Uh, you got to shut that thing up, man. Especially when it comes to like different things in life where, you know, you start, you like Cassie said, you question yourself, you start to doubt some fear. Fear is a huge one. Fear is just your inner critic talking.
1: Yep, it's all in your head.
0: No rational things.
1: All in your head. I told my team yesterday (laughs) in an email that I was sending to them, because, you know, now we're in Q3, and I feel like I think we all... 2.0, baby.
0: 2023, 2.0. We
1: got to make some changes. Yeah. And I told them, I was like, you're not going to get anything different. Nothing's going to change if we don't do different things. Mm -hmm. And you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone. whatever's holding you back and just try yeah just do it
0: just do it and 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 we'll talk about that's a segue into the next episode but but for this episode number one do hard things number two take action instead of waiting for orders and number three shut up your inner critic got any last words just do it just do it we talked about it before
1: (laughs) I'd be careful using that (laughs) slogan right,
0: guys until next time Listen for part two, part one. Thank you all so much for joining us and we'll talk to you next time.
1: Bye.